I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. It's Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, podcast time. And uh, this is Frank Skinner here with Emily and Gareth. The show is all done and dusted. And now we walk to another studio, smaller, on a different floor, in, in many ways quite grobby and pokey type, sort of a place. And then we talk about what's going to be in the show, because we know, because it's happened for us. Not Rob Deering, you. I loved him. Rob Deering is our guest today. is a very, very funny comedian. No, he, he does a lot of music in his act. Of course, we, we didn't let him do that on the show. But uh, see, he doesn't need he. No, he was good. Yeah, he was very good. And uh, we had a, a phone-in about um, phrases that have gone a bit out of date that people use, which yes. I found particularly hilarious. <laughs> I uh, Yes. And it, I thought it was, it was splendid. I enjoyed the whole experience. Although Your I, manager was there, Frank? My manager was there in the background. He laughs a lot when I say something funny, and often when I don't. Usually if it's <laughs> money-related. If it's money-related, he'll laugh. Oh, man, he'll, he'll laugh forever. But um, it was, I was a bit... I thought today... I, I, I couldn't remember anyone's name or anything. It was a weird sort of... I felt like I was having a bit of a senior... Well, not a senior moment, so much as a senior two hours... But um, I think, I mean, it, it's fine. It's, you know, it's obviously it's slapdash and unprofessional, but I don't think anyone cares about the sort of people who like this show. Well, I, I'm, I'm Gareth, and this is Emily. Yeah, I did work it out. Absolute radio studio. What I'm working up to next week is name badges. Okay. I, I don't want to make a big deal out of it, but it would be helpful for me. I mean, oh, I'm not wearing that. It's so humiliating. That's like, that's very civilian having to wear that. I don't like it. <laughs> you are a civilian. <laughs> It's okay, Not what you anymore. can do, <laughs> no, what can you do? when Joss Stone this week um, did the red carpet of the MTV Awards, they, they gave her like pictures of all the celebrities with their name underneath for her to learn, so you can just have that in front of you did for really? us, yeah, in case you didn't know who people were. Well, what was she doing on the red carpet? She was interviewing people? people, yeah. And didn't know any of them? I suppose she lives in America and, mm. and all that stuff. God, I bet that was hard work. It was like getting blood out of it. Absolute Radio. I'm Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with uh, Emily and Gareth. I'm having slight nominal aphasia. <laughs> Do you know nominal aphasia when you forget the names of things? I, I just forgot me, the radio station, <laughs> and, and both of you. That's not a great start. A full start. house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a full house in the world of nominal aphasia. <laughs> Hey, if, you're, if you're playing nominal aphasia bingo at home, <laughs> too late, you lose. <laughs> So um, it's been one of those weeks when it's been two major events. It's been Halloween and uh, and Bonfire Night in the oh, same yeah. week. I don't personally celebrate Bonfire Night because I'm a Roman Catholic and it is actually a celebration of um, torturing Roman Catholics, burning them, hong drawing and quartering, cutting their fingers off individually. Oh, this is a nice start to the morning. <laughs> well, I just think it's about time it was laid down clear to the British public what they're celebrating on Bonfire Night, right? Because mm. it's all about... And it's not about really... It's not a reenactment of him, of Guy Fawkes getting caught with the gunpowder. It's about him being tortured afterwards. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't celebrate it, but only because it's very unglamorous. I don't want to... Well, stand... that's another good reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, Frank, I may as well just stand there watching my boiler... 
to me, that's the same principle, essentially, just watching something burn for three hours. Why would I do that? Do you never watch your boiler? No. <laughs> I imagine your boiler wears an Armani jacket. <laughs> a quilted Armani jacket. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I had, a, I had a bit of a problem with it. I, 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 I went out on... I went to David Baddiel's house, actually. What, for bonfire night? Yeah. And being David Baddiel, we didn't have any fireworks. We just <laughs> sat with the children at the window and watched other people's fireworks. <laughs> It's absolutely true. <laughs> it, uh, I'm not suggesting for a second that David is uh, careful with, with with money, but no. We so I just sat there with the with the kids watching other people's. I, at Christmas, we went round and looked at other people's gifts <laughs> <laughs> oh, through the window up. through the window of neighbours' houses. <laughs> that seemed to be all right. Oh, the number seventeen got a lovely tree on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what did you did, did you did you celebrate, to Gareth? No, I don't like bonfire night either. On Catholic grounds or glamour? No, I've just no on the grounds that I've seen fireworks before. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. That's and I don't think point. they've done it. You know, unless they really pull something out the bag. Mm. I, you know, I've I've done I've done that, and yeah. Well, I tell you what, I really laugh at fireworks, and I've never worked. <laughs> this out. I laugh as soon as they start going off. Why I do you start, laugh? I start falling about. Like, I have no idea what it is. You I think really... they're trying? They're like rockets trying to get all the way to the moon, and every one of them is failing. Maybe that's <laughs> what it is. Maybe I don't like to think that I laugh at the failures of others, though, by any means. But there is something. I, I don't know if it's a mix of excitement. I was at mm. um, I was at, a, at this part once where they had fireworks, and I was grumbling about um, Catholic oppression. And uh, oh, I wish was... I'd been there for that evening. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Well, I was I was just um, I was in an individual. I wasn't on the the PA system doing it <laughs> uh, as a, as a running Coventry. Uh, but there was one moment. And it's an incredibly loud one. I mean, it was just like it went. Pfft, I mean, so loud you sort of felt it in your stomach. And it was followed by complete silence, and then about 400 children simultaneously crying. Oh, God! <laughs> yeah, they slightly mis- misjudged that and one. And you I... said, that's like the Catholic children crying, that is. That's, that's yeah. the sound of crying Catholics. That, that is what I said. Absolute Radio. We've had a text in on 8.12.15. Ah! Oh. Well done. No-one will have even noticed that you got the text number Do in. Do you like what that. I did? Yeah, Copying good. your moves. Um, it's from Anna, who says... Frank, I cry when I watch professional ice skating on TV. Anna. <laughs> I like it. She's obviously referring to the fact that I laugh at fireworks. Yeah, I she's would not, hope so. Yeah, I hope she's not, oh, God, now I've got a terrible image of Anna unable to walk or something <laughs> watching. I'm sure Anna is just joining in with the spirit of the game. Yeah, I, I tell you that laughing at fireworks thing. Mm. Um, I, um, I was at a thing. It was celebrating, I think, 50 years of ITV. Mm. And... Um, Brian Ferry was there, and I hadn't met Brian Ferry before. But the, I was talking to him in, in a kind of because I used to be a massive Roxy fan, right? Mm. And I was just talking to, trying to get round to talking about Roxy music and being, you know, trying to impress him. And then fireworks started, and of course I fell about. I was absolutely crying with laughter. That's Brian so Ferry's looking at me like I'm a lunatic. <laughs> and that was the end of that. I had a private concert with him this week anyway. Anyway... Hold it. <laughs> a private concert. Well, it wasn't really Well, I've private. heard some names for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Excuse me. It was a tribute evening to Jonathan Ross. Yes, I'm friends with Jonathan Ross. Get over it. Okay. And Brian Ferry was playing. So it was basically a private gig. It was amazing. And Brian Ferry was playing some of the hits of Jonathan Ross. No, yeah. he was playing his own hits. And it was fantastic. I loved it. It's an interesting uh, tribute. Yeah. yeah. If anyone said to me, Frank, 25 years in the business, congratulations. That is Brian Ferry to the some numbers. <laughs> I, I think. Where have you been, Where have you been, I'm sorry, no, I can't get out, Brian. Don't argue with me. I mean, that would spy. That's not what I want. If anyone's uh, sitting now, I'm thinking, planning my um, my big celebration dinner behind my back. Cancel, Brian. Oh, Brian was brilliant. I'm sure he was brilliant in a lounge lizardy sort of a way. <laughs> but I, I used to really like Roxy music, like I say. So I, I sort of went on to like any solo stuff. And then I, he did a. I saw him. He was on Miss World one year. And he sang with girls sort of walking. He How did he look in a swimsuit? He <laughs> uh, was, was, he, he wasn't in that section. Oh, right. He just wore national costume. <laughs> he came on as John Ball with a big bulldog and sang Annie Old Iron. Annie Old Iron! Frank, if you have a celebration dinner there, it'll be Marquis e. Smith going, Frank Skinner! Hopefully it'll be Marquis e. Smith going, <laughs> <laughs> In case you're wondering, that is his laugh. And if you don't know who he is, Google! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, um, that's that. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, oh, oh, we, had a, we had an interesting email this week, didn't we? We did. Um, I, I, I had an email... Well, I had an email from a lady. Was it from a lady or was it from a mate? Um, James and Roxy, I is think that, you might it, be is, talking is it, about. Is it James and Roxy, yeah? Yes, Gareth? Yes, Oh, have okay. I said something? Have I said Am something? But I feel like I've brought up a, no, a, something that's fine. a family problem. <laughs> you know, when you're around someone's house and you say, yeah, "So what happened to that dog you used to have?" <laughs> oh, the dog. You mean Jay? Yes. Well, what happened to him, John? Hey, what happened to him when he was on the drive behind your car? Maybe you'd like to talk about it. <laughs> what do I, I mean, what's going on? Let's okay. Well, let's talk about oh, something dear. else. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I've 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 unopened something rather unpleasant. So anyway, we're talking about an email before, and you might have sensed a certain tension in the air when I, because there was some debate whether we should read it out or not. But I, you know, not not that it's desperate; it's not um, rude or anything. So it was decided that you two would read it out, and I'll have no part you in it. Thank two you two are going to read it out. Here they are, you two, ladies and gentlemen. I will never get after poverty. I said, "Oh, shut up! What you got a hat on for indoors?" I don't know. I was wearing a hat. Okay, carry on. <laughs> Um, it's an email from James and Roxy in Southampton, mm. and um, James says that his girlfriend, Roxy, I guess uh, that uh, is, yeah. well, um, well, who is a fan of the show, um, she was out drunk on a Saturday night and started shouting crazily Frank Skinner as she randomly passed the Absolute Radio studio on her way home. How did she randomly pass it? Um, she, I think she was drunk and staggering about. It's a picture of Broken Britain so far, isn't it? <laughs> it is. You're absolutely right. Ian Duncan Smith, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she was shouting Frank Skinner at the Absolute Radio Studios and the baffled security guard on reception invited her and her friends in for a look. <laughs> but to her amazement, you don't live at the Absolute Radio Studio. No. No, we don't, we're not here all the time. 
No, that, that's not true. I don't think from anything I've said you'd imagine that I live here. Though you might hear, you might imagine from the title Security Guard <laughs> that someone wouldn't let in two passing drunken people <laughs> shouting Frank Skinner and give them a tour of the studios. But, you know, I'm not, quest- I mean, I'm not questioning that. But they rarely let me in. I, ha- I have immense problems How drunk getting- are you? <laughs> <laughs> probably have a limit, isn't there? Do they, did they use litmus paper? I think that's what they do. You have a litmus paper on, on, in the mouth, and if you qualify, you're in. Basically, you've got to be drunker and more scantily dressed, I think. Um, oh, well, we don't know that Roxy was scantily dressed. <laughs> well, let's, not make any, uh, let's not make any suggestions here. <laughs> but I find that, either, I mean, it's fabulous that they have an open house policy. If, anyone, <laughs> yeah. if anyone's in yeah. Golden Square in, uh, in London and you want to just w- stroll in, just ask the security. Mm. Apparently, it's fine. <laughs> Just screen the name of a DJ yeah, from well, outside. Which obviously wouldn't in any way. There's a truck going, Frank, get <laughs> Come in! Come in, yeah, come yeah, and meet works. him, yeah. It could have been a mad ex-girlfriend. It could, well, yeah. More than likely it was. Well, yeah, did she have a goatee? <laughs> I think I know the one it was. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. So, and if you're listening, Jim and Roxy in Southampton, thank you for, um, for your support. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I don't want to um, make any of you uh, put anything on the spot, but there's someone who's gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not saying it was you, who knows? But, but obviously, I, I'm, if you're listening now, can you just turn out your pocket? <laughs> okay, so uh, what else was we talking about? Oh, saying... I had something humiliating happen to me this week. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Oh, I bet you are. I showed my age, Frank. Oh, thank... I wonder what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you showed your age. I right? know we don't talk about my age, so no. let's not mention the actual age. No, let's not go there. Um, you know what I'll have to do if you mention your age, though? <laughs> I'll have to go. <laughs> this is the music we play if ever Emily's age is mentioned because it becomes so tense in the studio. <laughs> this seems t- to sum up the sort of... the horror. The horror! Of it. Oh my god, this is the bit where the actual. How old are you again? Yeah. So, uh, so what, what happened? Do you want to hear. Turn that music off! You were going to swear then, weren't you? I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh god, I thought, I thought it. Oh no, sorry, it's only got four seconds. <laughs> the music. The, this is it with jingles. A jingle has burst into the studio and taken over <laughs> the whole show. Obviously led in by the security guard. Oh, I feel exhausted after that yeah. trauma. So, we, we, um, I showed my age because so I was talking in the office and I was with a, a younger guy and I said something, I referred to the channel changer and he burst out laughing and he said, oh my God, I haven't heard that since about 1983. You call it a remote, grandma. I must have, oh. I've never heard that. When you oh, mentioned yeah. the channel, I thought it was someone you employed. <laughs> like my tea strainer. <laughs> yeah. I imagined like, some sort of... Uh, I, I almost said illegal immigrant, but thank God I didn't, in, in the corner, and you saying, um, BBC Two, I think, um, uh, Luigi, and, and, and then it just happened. Um, but that, that wasn't the case, of course. Absolute <laughs> Radio. Yes. What was... I forgot what we were going to talk about. Oh, we were talking because um, <laughs> I'd said channel changer and humiliated Oh, myself. yeah, that's right. I knew there was something hanging over yeah. me, like the sword of Damocles. <laughs> and, it, yeah, it's that thing of using phrases that are a bit out of date. I have a habit of... And I, I only realised this recently, someone picked me up. I say picture house. <laughs> for cinema and that is really quite an old yeah. phrase I mean it doesn't make any sense that's where you house. see Fred Astaire in Ginger Rogers <laughs> films surely and I also say on the night time 
on the night time. Yeah. It's a bit. It's all right in there on the night time, but I was in there in, in London. Someone said to me, now, "What? What does that? What kind of a phrase is that?" I know someone who uh, really got put off a woman because he was on a date with her, and she went, "I'm just going to go and spend a penny." And yes, I thought, wouldn't. I no. wouldn't be keen with that. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. The, 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 I mean, you're going to a whole different world then. Well, that's see, fun. I don't like the word lavatory. Really? I had a mate. Uh, Ward closet. Well, see, I, <laughs> I had a mate who used to come round for Sunday lunch sometimes when I lived with my mum and dad. You know, was at school together, and he used to he used to say, uh, "Oh, after the lunch, it's oh, I'm just going to go and sit up the closet." <laughs> and I, oh, I didn't like that. None of us liked it. And I tell you what, he used to do as well. God bless him. He used to take one of the Sunday papers with him. Oh. One of our Sunday papers. Oh, to oh no, when that's it came, not etiquette. When it came in, that, that Sunday paper, it was like a radioactive isotope had been brought into the room. <laughs> None of us would go near that Sunday paper after it sat there. We had to sort of move it about with our elbows. <laughs> oh, no, I, um, I sometimes say wicked... And that's oh. very early nineties. You really? see, I thought. You yeah. see, I thought that was still in. Oh dear! Oh, I'm terribly sorry, everyone. I've let. I've not only let you down. I've let all the listeners down as well. Do you say mega as well? No. Okay. I think I probably say mega. Mega. Yeah, but I'm. T- it's not up there with picture house. No it? picture. House. Anyway, if anyone out there has any, um, you know, you guess what I'm going to say next. Why, 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 why go through the whole tedious process of saying? Text them in on eight twelve fifteen. I know I have done it. We have had a text in which I like. Sorry, Sorry, Gareth. It was, Morning, Frank. I didn't know about Bonfire Night. I'm a Catholic too and have been spending a fortune every year on these fireworks. Never again. God bless the Pope. (laughs) 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 I love it. Oh, but about that, though, has someone tricked into spending money on celebrating their own oppression? Yeah. Isn't that a bit like voting on X Factor? <laughs> Absolute radio. So we have um, we have a, a guest on. Don't think we don't have a guest because we do. But I'm um, I'm just looking now for his um, for his jingle. Here it is. Yeah. So we've got Rob Deering. Oh, I love him. Rob, He's brilliant. Do you, do you like Rob Deering, Gareth? Yeah. Yeah. Rob Deering, right? Okay. He's called okay. Rob Deering. Okay. <laughs> I like it. You'll have all realised from from that that yes, me and him are going to be playing Russian roulette after <laughs> after nine o'clock. Which That's from the Deer Hunter. That is from the Deer Hunter. I only know that because you told me. Yes, he must have that all the time. People playing that music. Yeah, I, I bet he is. <laughs> um, I think he's. I'm hoping he's. Walks into a room and everyone goes. Do you think if I was Rob Deering, I would have that as my as my car horn? So, you know, you're driving down the road, a kid runs out in front of you after a football, and you go, oi! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's going to frighten anyone out the way, I would have thought. <laughs> oh, what a week I've had. Oh, you've got, sorry, you've got some, uh, you've got some, I was going to no, tell you about, about my life. Week. No, 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 if, if people, I, I, you know, I always put the listeners first. So, have we had some texts in on 8, 12, 15? We have some text, um, old-fashioned phrases people still use, wireless. Oh, God, yeah, wireless. Good one. People call it the wireless. You know, it makes me proud to think someone might be at home and saying, put the wireless on, it's the Frank Skinner thing on absolute... Can I say, I have a real problem with what this show is called, because (laughs) there is obviously... The tendency is to call it the Frank Skinner show, but the Frank Skinner show, to me, is a chat show show that I used to do a few years ago. There is no more. And every time somebody says the Frank Skinner show, it's like... Referring to something, you know, that's gone and... Makes it's like me an, an old relationship. Like they're accusing me of failing in some way. I don't <laughs> like it. You know what I mean? Why bring that up? 
you know, if you met Heather Mills, you wouldn't... Anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, so I'm, th- I'm calling it Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Any, any others? I like wireless, that's good. Yes, Russell in Edinburgh says he can't help referring to his iPod as a Walkman. Which is quite good. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I call mine a disc man. <laughs> no, I don't. And Gabby, this is my favourite so far. Gabby says that um, her nan recently saw some people kissing on the TV and she said, Oh, he's cutting himself a slice of cake. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what that meant. You sure she was referring to the to that and not a neighbour she was watching on a high power binocular? <laughs> That she had a sort of steady Mr. Comedy. Kipling's. Yeah. So go on, tell us about your week. Well, I do this show on Monday nights at uh, the Lyric Theatre in Shaftesbury Avenue in London, mm. in the West End, and uh, it's called the Credit Crunch Cabaret. I'm not trying to flog it because, I'll be honest with you, it's sold pretty damn well anyway. But um, this week, I went out early. I always talk to the audience because I like to keep it interactive, you know. You're very man I of the people. Oh, I, I am a red button in many ways. So um, I walked out and there was a bloke in the front row who got a laminate on. So I said, uh, what's that, mate? And he said, oh, I've been to the House of Commons today. Mm. So we got talking about it. And I said, well, how did you get in? He said, oh, my mate works there. And I said, what, he's an MP? And he said, yeah, yeah, he is. And I said, well, who is he? And it turned out it was Lemby Opic. No. You know, the bloke who went out yes, with... Yes, he went uh, out with a cheeky girl. Yeah, he went out with Gabriella. Uh, so, of course, I got very excited. This did lots of jokes. He's got a twisted him. face, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But to be fair to him, yeah. that he did fall out of the air oh, in a paragliding no, I feel thing. Terrible but now now. I'm but so feel sorry. free to mock his injuries. Oh, I'm I mean, sorry, for goodness it. sake. Yeah, well, I did re- refer to about the fact that he'd be laughing on the other side of his face. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm not, you know, I share the guilt. Um, but we took, and there was two, there was two empties. Then he turned out as another woman who said, "Oh yeah, I know Lemby Opic." And I thought, "What is? It's uh, people buying tickets through his website." <laughs> anyway, so I did a lot of stuff, and then I, I was sitting in the uh, dressing room at the interval. I heard a big cheer go up, and I thought, oh, what, what, "What? What that is?" Um, and then um, it turned out Lemby had turned up. Wow! Right, he'd, to his the mate, actual show. His mate <gasps> had texted him, and Lemby had. Uh, had fleet-footed it across town. So when I went out, he's in, like, the third row, <laughs> right? Oh, and you so, can't miss him either. And I'm sure he'd been told some of the things I'd been saying about him. So I got him... Anyway, well, we do a quiz. When I get two people up on stage, they win a fabulous prize. So I asked him to come up, and he was no, saying, No, they oh, don't. They win a copy of your book in £10. <laughs> oh, shush! <laughs> so um, I said to him, I said... Uh, would you like to come? And he's going, oh, no, no. And everyone's going, yeah. And I thought, I could see, I thought, I, I would put a million pounds that you are going to come. There's no question that you're going to come up on stage. Well, his mate had just texted him and said, I'm at a show, someone mentioned you. <laughs> and he ran across town to be yeah. there. So. He'd probably just come from another show where he'd been mentioned. <laughs> so he spends his life zigzagging across town with his mates twittering him references. So anyway, we got him up on stage and... Uh, I did. I took the Mickey out of it, but he took it very well, you know, in his uh, in his fabulous uh, banana-faced way. <laughs> and then uh, at the end, so I said, "What, what about a big guy? He's been a great sport, um, Lemby Opic." And um, then he played the harmonica. <laughs> he, <laughs> he took didn't. a harmonica out of his pocket. Are you sure this wasn't a dream you had? <laughs> no, <right? laughs> it definitely happened. Then he played like blues harmonica. <laughs> and the odd thing about that is that the other. Um, he went out with Gabriella Cheeky, but the other one is called Monica. Yeah. And I'm wondering if he ever, oh. when he was around their house, saying, well, I might have a bit of harmonica before I go to bed, and everyone all thought, oh, God, he's, <laughs> he's taking full advantage. <laughs> Lemby. And Lee Mack, who was on, came backstage and honestly said, that, that, apparently that um, Olympic 
OPEC blokes here. <laughs> <laughs> what? Olympic OPEC? Some sort of oil-based sports event? Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So have we got text? Yeah, we've had a text in about uh, old-fashioned phrases. Oh, yes. And Brian from Bolton has said, goggle box. Oh, that's brilliant. Isn't that great? <laughs> Get the channel changer out. And, uh, <laughs> We'd and be a to... match made in heaven, me and Brian. Yeah. Don't say that. You know, every time you say that, we get men turning up at the studio. And the way things are with the security guard, <laughs> I mean, they'll be coming in for, for, for a pano chocolat. I wouldn't be surprised. The thing, oh, sorry, Gareth, were you about to say something? Um, Andy um, says, all ship-shape and Bristol fashion. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I was a bit worried about people who say that. Yeah. Do you think um, Kelly Brooks Dresser is now saying that on um, Calendar Girls in the West End? <laughs> so, um, yeah, this other thing with Lem- Lembit Opic, I, d- I don't want to go... I don't want to oh, go Lembit Opic off the top, but it's just, just to squeeze in before the news. Um, he believes that a, a massive meteor is heading towards the Earth. Do you know this? He's, oh, a, he's, he's like a, a member of this group, this science group, who believe that not tomorrow, but you know, soon and forever. And uh, we were talking about uh, he was on about that the first meteor that hit the Earth was the one that killed all the dinosaurs, which has long been a cause of puzzlement to me because one me he said it, oh, he said oh his biggest that it was like twenty meters across, but what, how would that unless it bounced a lot? To kill every dinosaur. It'd be like, you know, one of those computer games. And here's my theory. Mm. It's a very, very hot day, right? All the dinosaurs are all sitting around and they're saying, oh, God, it's absolutely swelled. I'm, burn- I'm burning up. I'm burning up here. Why don't we all shelter in that ever-expanding <laughs> circle of shade <laughs> over there? <laughs> Absolute Radio. Did you watch? Oh, well, no, you did. It, uh, Derek Akora was on uh, telly last night. Yes. And uh, we are big Akora fans on, on, on this show. I mean, we think he's a charlatan. But, um, <laughs> but we like to watch him being one. And um, last night he did, a, he did a Michael Jackson special yeah. in which he um, contacted, and it's hard to see this on radio, but that's in inverted commas, mm. contacted Michael Jackson. Can you imagine Michael Jackson? He's only just arrived in the world of spirits, as, uh, <laughs> as Derek calls it. You know, he's, he hasn't unpacked or anything. And then Derek Akora turns up. You oh. must think, well, surely I'm I'm entitled to someone a bit more A-list, the sort of a showbiz, you know, Hollywood One type. One of those of, Las Vegas ones or something. Yeah, I mean, I had a, quite a fame... I had, uh, in the days when I had uh, a chat show, right, I, um, I um, had this bloke, and he was an American. He was um, psychic to the stars. Oh, OK. And... Uh, he come on the show and he he started saying to me, "Can you see the Can you see the Indians? Can you see the Indians?" And I thought, "Oh God, is this is this going to be a controversial <laughs> moment?" And I said, "They're in every week. It's fine." He said, "No, no. Is, can you see the Indians? They're here. There's there's a guy with massive headdress standing over there. And he, he said, "Because all these Indians, yeah, this was in this is in the West End of London, right?" <laughs> and then he turned to this. There was a, a, a I think it was a mother. I hope it was a mother and son in the audience, or it was a it was a a massive age gap in their relationship. He turned to them and I thought, oh, God, he's going to say something. And he said, you, 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 t- uh, you, turn your mattress. <laughs> and I thought, well, surely, if you were going to have a, sp- a message from going out of spirits, it would be a bit bigger than that, wouldn't it? 
It's like last night, he said to one he of didn't these... He say much, did he? It was a séance Yes, night, it was, yeah. And it was... Uh, I should explain, for those of you who didn't see it, it was Derek Akora and four massive fans of Michael Jackson, three of whom were dressed as Michael Jackson, yeah. which would only confuse <laughs> things at a séance. And one woman who, frankly, looked like she'd just been pulled in off the street. Well, I, I wouldn't like to say that. I mean, I... <laughs> She no, but I don't be... think she was a genuine fan. I'm oh, sorry. God, if she's listening, that's <gasps> the worst thing you could say. Oh, Better... Security will stop her coming in, it's Better fine. Better you <laughs> said she was a serial killer than said that she wasn't a proper fan of MJ. Anyway, they all, um, they had a hat, they had his hat, and they all touched his hat, and consequently, he came to see who was touching his hat, as many yeah. of us do. Um, I don't know if you ever left a hat downstairs <laughs> and neighbours reached through the cat flap and just touched the rim, and I always think... Hold on, somebody's touching me out, and I come down in my jammers and see them off. And it was a similar thing to that, but obviously related into dwell spirits. <laughs> I was a bit disappointed with it, to be honest. Yeah. Well, Michael Jackson spent his whole life trying to avoid his fans. So yeah. I don't think he'd come from the world of spirits to see people he's never met before. No. And at one point, he said to one of the super fans, "If you see, if you see Quincy Jones." Say say hello. <laughs> and one of the fans went, hello, Quincy. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he'd seen him. At that m- is Quincy Jones dead or alive? I don't know. Oh, well, this is a problem, isn't it? <laughs> when he said well, that it, was I- the confusion, wasn't it? The what? fan didn't know whether he had Quincy Jones with him in the world of spirits and was saying, oh, hello, let's say hello to Quincy. Why aren't you saying hello to Quincy? He's here. Yeah. Or go and say hello to Quincy. That's it. They didn't have time to Google. No. I didn't. Know. I have had time, though, and he's alive. He's alive. Well, that's yes. splendid news. Oh, was he alive last Quincy night, Jones. though, or has he returned from the dead following Derek Akora's <laughs> interference? <laughs> and if you don't like it in the wingspan, where the spirits? Come back with me, Quincy. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with Emily, and I'm, and I'm with Gareth, but more importantly, I'm with Rob Deering. Good morning. Good morning. I say Rob Deering. Now nobody help him. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what? Do you know what that music is? Yeah, it's John Williams' Cavatina, and the reason you played it is because it's from the Deer Hunter. Wow. Well, I mean, I fancy, was... fancy ask. I mean, Rob, who's a, <laughs> a, a musician and be a big film fan, he's obviously he's going to... He only that. knew it from Take Heart, the gallery. Do you remember that? Oh, that yeah. shows my age. Yeah, but no, no, because if you're really old, it's... Oh, Rob, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be my answer phone message. We, we're sorry we uh, can't return any of your drawings, but we do give a prize for any other show. <laughs> I say, we do give a, a prize! So, yeah, mo- good morning, Rob. And uh, Rob is... Um, what can I say? How can I describe you, Rob? You, when I first met you, you were a stand-up comedian, and now you've blossomed into a sort of a musical extravaganza as far as comedy is concerned. Yeah, that, that sums it up. I, I, I introduced the guitar lightly into my act, and it's taken over my world. Um, but it's mainly because I'm a wannabe, uh, you know, it's because I never had a band. So gradually I'm turning from a comedian into a band. Yeah, well, there are comedians that would rather be pop stars. Are you one of those? Yeah, I think so. Although I think it's no, I think that people want it. I've I've actually kind of I wouldn't want to be a pop star because you have to play the songs all the way through, and there's no chance to kind of pull a funny face and get a laugh. So no. I actually got the best of both worlds. Well, I must say, I mean, 
I, I, some of you may know I do a show called The Credit Crunch Cabaret. Oh, uh, how many times are you going to mention yeah. that this morning? <laughs> and and Rob, Rob has been on it several times, and every time, Rob, and I'm not saying this because you're here, you absolutely rip the place apart. Yes, hey. you do, because I've seen you on it. Well, hey, huh, right, thanks. So, um, <laughs> and, and, and you're on again soon. So, this is, by way of giving you a plug, if you want to see Rob, you should come to The Credit Crunch Cabaret on the 16th of November at uh, the Lyric Theatre. But you're on tour at the moment, is that right? Well, I'm just uh, on a kind of ongoing... I've just got lots of gigs. Is it the never-ending tour? Like it's the never-ending tour. It's not... It's not. But it's good, It's because there's some lovely shows in there, but it's not a show tour, it's just, uh, you know, so there's all kinds of gigs in there. Can I say, Rob, that you are one of these people who you seem to be a smile. <laughs> Whenever I see... Aww. I do, even though it's early in the morning, I thought, when Rob Deering turns up, he will be... He will emanate light in some way with his smile, right? Well... It's good of you, but can you imagine how hard it is for me when I'm actually cross? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can't even imagine it, because either you're full of joy or your face muscles are in perpetual spasm <laughs> that have dragged your mouth into some rictus grin. Yeah. But um, I hope it's not that. No, it's not that. <laughs> Although I do actually have a kind of muscular disorder just in front of my ears. Oh, I'd rather not talk about oh, it. Gosh, that that is I can't believe I brought that up. That's terrible. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's different for me. I look in the mirror and look really serious and think, yeah, that looks good. And then I realise that no one else in the world has ever seen that face because I'm grinning like, I don't know, like a loon or Tom Cruise all day. Now, the only time I can imagine you maybe your smile might, might have faltered slightly was when you, you were on a, a TV show, right, and uh, called 99 Things to Do Before You Die. Mm -hmm. And um, you did something that you felt you'd always wanted to do, I assume. And, I, I mean, I have to be careful what words I use. But Which one are we talking about? Well, you drank your own urine. Yeah, that wasn't something I'd always wanted to oh, do. Oh, it wasn't? No, 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 oh, no. I thought it was a burning ambition. <laughs> if it was well, a it was burning, burning ambition... Which try, is why you shouldn't drink it. Well, you should try cranberry juice. <laughs> it's absolutely marvellous. <laughs> there was a Victorian actress called Fanny Burney who used it all the time. Um... <laughs> so how that I mean, was good deadpan by the way thanks. radio deadpan how was it Rob um, it was terrific it was really terrible it was on the first day on that show which is why I didn't say no I think if it had been a fortnight later I would have said no it was uh, I'm, it was warm taste of the vegetables Oh, Rob. Well, they, well, you can't blame him. There's a that. lot of people eating breakfast. Sorry, you've you've opened up a can of worms there. But no, yeah. well, are you out? You you ate a can of worms. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Delicious. Well, well I say I mean, can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? What were the other ninety nine? What oh, else did you do? I was an extra on uh, in an adult entertainment movie. Oh goodness. Uh, um, I played the captain of the firing squad. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I stripped yeah. in a strip club in Vegas. Not Vegas, Los Angeles. Right. That was great. I you wouldn't have held that against you if you'd have got the location. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it sounded... I'm worried you might held it against me. <laughs> no, I'm... You, that sounds terrible. I would rather drink my own urine. In fact, I want to adopt that now as a phrase in life. <laughs> well, I'd rather drink my own urine yeah, than go yeah. to that club. I mean, that must have been terrible. You must be very confident about your physical appearance. Absolutely not. I was a wobbly nightmare. But what happened, it was on the day, the same day I'd been in a staged car crash. And I was quite, <laughs> I was quite shaken up because being in a staged car crash is the same as being in a real car crash. Okay, so, no at least you know it's coming. Yeah, well, no, that's yeah. no better because that get means a chance you just to want it to go away. You get a chance to adjust your headrest, get it absolutely <laughs> spot on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think to do that. But then <laughs> later that day I had to do this strip in a strip club and I was going to say, oh, please, can I have the rest of the day off? Please don't make me strip. And when I got there, I thought, what am I going to do? And then I realised it's just like a gig, just with a slightly unusual set. Particularly with my set, which is a kind of, just a kind of 
mix of gurning and showing off anyway. So instead of playing the guitar and doing jokes, I dressed as a fireman and kind of, you know, licked my axe and took my top off. Um, I'm so glad you said axe. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I don't know if I can follow. Did they know that you were an amateur or did they just judge you as they judged all the other strippers on the bill? Well, I think you, you, you give them quite a sophisticated uh, analytical response. They just went, ah! <laughs> like they did about everyone who came onto the stage. And that's the other thing, you see, you expect it to be seedy, but they're all sort of women out on Was that screams out. of joy, though, or terror? Joy. Oh, they good. loved it. And, you know, no, it was... it's the, I think it was the fireman outfit. They, <laughs> thought, they thought the place was on fire. <laughs> Fair play to them. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Gareth and, more importantly, Rob Deering. Yes, yes. Rob Deering, I can't. Where's the, I can't find the. Uh, hold Frank on. Frank is Rob Deer. Rob Deer. Rob Deering. <laughs> oh God! It's all right having the jingles. It's finding which button it is. Ultimately, you know, the initial link to the music is such a stretch that that extra stretch was maybe a stretch too far. Well, that's possible. But you know, everybody's a critic. I, didn't, I, I mean, you welcome these people into your homes. I, I'm just pleased that you haven't done the endearing pun yet. No, well, yeah, I get that so a lot. far. Oh well, no, I thought well, well, that's why we uh, that's why we rejected it. By the way, I just played the Fratellis with uh, Chelsea Dagger. I like to tell people what I just played. Chelsea Dagger, that's an interesting name for a song, isn't it, Rob Deering? Well, I'll tell you an interesting fact about that. You will. Well, I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. That's I am. Um, uh, do you know why it's called Chelsea Dagger? No, it's a play on Britney Spears. Britney Chelsea Dagger Spears. Oh, yeah, check it out. Now let me pull you up on. Britney Chelsea. It's a American generic girls' names. Oh. oh. I'm, so I'm told. Well, then, in that case, every woman's name is a play well, also, on they're Britney both, Spears. They're both areas as well. Britney. Well, Britney. Yeah. Brit- Britney's a bit more than an area. <laughs> compared to Chelsea, I mean, goodness Britney. sake. Yeah. <laughs> Spears and... Are you sure, have you made this up or have you read it somewhere? I read it somewhere, but they might have made it up. Yeah, well, if it was, if it was on the internet, that, that might be the case. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me like that song more or less. I think some of the magic has gone. Oh, no. You've spoilt it now, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but surely, you know, it, it is, can be quite a rowdy song when you hear it in a club, and that mm. can be quite frightening. So, well, I wouldn't know. I haven't been in a club since uh, Ghostbusters was, <laughs> the, was based at the, the, the highlight of the evening. <laughs> Uh, oh, God, that's weird, because you won't believe this at home, but I'll t- uh, can you hold that up to our webcam? <laughs> Rob Deering, it? it turns out, is wearing a Ghostbusters T-shirt underneath his jumper. Ghostbusters 2, to be specific. Yeah. Well... I thought he was doing his fireman act again. I was getting quite excited. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Um, well, fancy that. It's yeah. got to be, it's gotta be <laughs> some sort of Derek Acora type thing in that. Yeah, that's... Because yeah. there was that's... something strange in your neighbourhood there for a second. Yeah, well, there was, yeah. yeah. Uh, who, who I'm going to call, I have no idea. <laughs> Why doesn't Derek Cora bring that out as a Christmas single? <laughs> I would... I would buy it. I'm out to this music It's a great... Don't you think it's one of the great pop songs, Ghostbusters? It's fabulous, although um, you've got me on pop facts now, but apparently it was, uh, and I say allegedly... Mm. Allegedly, mm. it was uh, royally ripped off. They said to Huey Lewis and News, "Can you do us a song for the new film?" And they did one. They said, "Yeah, we don't like it." And then when the film came oh. out, Ray Parker Jr. had this song, which sounded exactly like their one. Well, I always um. think if you're going to rip someone off, do Lennon and McCartney. 
Not Huey Lewis and the News. I mean, that's a, that's the slogan in our house. <laughs> but I, I hate to hear that. I'm, I'm sure if any is legal that just, people has that just ruined another song for us? No, I don't think anything could ruin uh, Ghostbusters for me. It's one of those songs... I mean, I haven't been in a club for many years, but the last time I was in, they were playing that. And when you hear it really loud on a Ooh, big sound yeah. system... When you know, when the brat, that comes in. That sounds like Wagner. That's not Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, actually, maybe. When looking back on it, it they were actually playing um, Siegfried. <laughs> it was an odd club. I'll, I'll, I'll be straight with you. But uh, was it a Nazi club? <laughs> you know, I think it was. <laughs> Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and Rob Deering is in the studio. And I'm not going to play the theme from the Deer Hunter again because <laughs> I know you're getting fed up of it. No, I liked it. I was too mean before. So look, go on, play uh, it again. Go on. And shall I just give it? Shall I give it one more? Could be like a bed. It's a bed. Oh. <laughs> the Deer Hunter. That is a long and depressing film, isn't it? You know, I've, it's been so long since I've seen that film, I, I can't recall much about it, to be honest. Well, it's got Christopher Walken in it, which is always a good thing. That is good. You're a, a, a massive film enthusiast, aren't you? I mean, oh, yeah. I, I like. See, I've sort of stopped going to the cinema. Since they've put trailers on the internet, I thought, well, that, that, that'll do since me. Since they stopped calling it the picture house, you stopped <laughs> going to the cinema. Yeah, that's with the bioscope. <laughs> 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 But look, speak, speaking of people going out for entertainment, if someone wants to go and see you, Rob, where, where should they go? Well, I've got all lots of lovely gigs up to Christmas, lots of them in London. I'm going to Brighton and Northampton. Then after Christmas, I'll be doing my uh, show where I host a night of top-quality comedy with a band. Comedy Congregation is coming back. Ah. Where, yeah. is, where is that? Because it used to be at Madame Jojo. Yeah, it's going to be in Kingston, the Grey Horse in Kingston. Oh, right. I'm going to go to that. You might be invited. I haven't decided, Frank. <laughs> OK, well, I don't, I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to cramp your style, as they say. I say I don't want to cramp your style. <laughs> so, well, you did... Um, can I... Before you uh, disappear, you did um, The Weakest Link, didn't you? I did. I did the Comedian Special. In fact, I, if I'm not mistaken, you won it. Yes, I did. Did Mom, you? He's very good on quizzes. Right? Oh. Well, uh, do, you, do you know... Uh, I won The Weakest Link without getting any questions wrong, which is a record. <gasps> Well, wow. it gets better. What I was going to ask you, having got the bragging out the way, <laughs> is Anne Robinson, is she, is she unfriendly off as well as on? Um, yeah, but only because she's trying to be. She avoids everyone and right. then comes out. She's trying to maintain a kind of scary aloof. Right. I think she's not that scary, so she tries quite, works quite hard to be scary to keep the dream alive. But it didn't work <laughs> with comedians because what she does is heckle. Yeah. So people, like, you know, normal people go, oh, she's been horrible to me, but all the comedians just came back. Did you get her kicked out? <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that's three, you can go. <laughs> so did, did, she, did she say anything nasty to you? Um, well, no. Well, you said we'd go with a great thing with what... That she has, like, a thing, you know, something off the list that she can be yeah. mean to everyone about, and her thing she was mean to me about was that she, they picked up that I had theoretically had a high IQ. Right. So, you know, oh no, what a nightmare. She's giving me a hard time about my high IQ. Yeah. And it, it, presumably the idea was I'd go out and she'd say, not such a high IQ now! Of course. Yeah, <laughs> but <I> then won. <laughs> melt. <laughs> That's right. But, you know... So I that, love that you won. That's brilliant. Yeah, well, it was... Uh, so I won, yeah, I... <laughs> um, yeah, I won loads of money for charity. For charity. Did you... So you had to go back at Anne? Oh, Yeah. Okay. She said something about my jacket, and I did this brilliant. It's kind of Oscar Wilde because I said, "You can talk blousy," because she's wearing this slightly silly blouse. Uh -huh. 
And then at another point, Comedy Gold, I fell over. <laughs> physical comedy yeah. on you don't see enough of that on the week yeah, yeah. I think physical comedy might be the way with that just reach as if you're going to put your arm around it and then remove the bulldog clip from the back of her head and the whole face <laughs> the whole face drops into a, a terrible sort of blood down poppy type of, oh, my face um, that's what I think so look so do go and see I, I'm not kidding Rob uh, R- Rob also is, is coming back to the credit crunch which I'm very happy about he's uh, honestly you, you'd storm it on a regular basis it's fabulous it's a lovely gig I love it it makes life much easier hosting when you're on a show because <laughs> it's, I just know I'm going to go back on and if I get on b- back quick enough they're not sure whether the applause is still yours or whether it's applause for me and I feel, <laughs> I, feel I can ride on the, on the surf the, the, the ebb and tide of your applause and I'm prepared to do that so Rob thanks very very much for coming in this morning and um, uh, well, I don't know what to say Merry Christmas <laughs> no, that's my first <laughs> now that's see I'm pleased with that I'll always be the one who said uh, Merry Christmas first to Rob Deering in 2009. Hoorah! Absolute radio. Um, that that uh, I was talking about that fight between the two beauty queens this week. Oh, I yeah. know. I love the idea of that. I love a cat I fight. I love it. Oh, yeah. I say I love a cat fight. I saw a cat fight once in uh, outside the Queen's Head. <laughs> you know the Queen's Head, uh, Dan Albury, and. Uh, <laughs> These two girls started fighting, and they were just slapping each other, and all these lads, me, me included, were going, go on, love, go on, um, pull a bra strap, and stuff like that, we were <laughs> shouting. And one of them had got those big loop earrings, like like what you imagine gypsy ladies to wear. Yeah. And the other one just put her two index fingers in those and ripped oh. them. Oh. Exactly. Oh. And like they, they went right through the lobe. And, oh. bl- and blood. I mean, it's very blood-laden, the earlobe. You know, they, they take a test often. from, And all these boys going, yeah, go. Oh, no. <laughs> and these big eyes, none of us could look at it. It was, oh, dear. It wasn't anything like a normal cat fight. But it, it was, was for a good reason, this. This fight, right, which is right. Um, Miss England, Rachel Christie. She had a fight with um, someone else. Miss, Miss Manchester. Manchester. Oh, yeah, you yes. know a lot about so, the story. Oh, yes. I what? know their measurements. Oh, In the God. sun, it printed their measurements. It did it? So Rachel, 34, 27, 30. And, uh, <laughs> she's Miss England. And then Miss Manchester is Sarah, 34, 24, 36. Do you know I once went out with a mermaid? 36, 24 and 3 and 6 a pound. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yes, what I liked about the story is that they've all got, like, um, superhero names. There's yes. Miss Manchester, Miss England, and Tornado is who they were yes. fighting. There's no the real people in it. Yeah. <laughs> One of them, I think, had, Miss Manchester had previously been out with Tornado from off, from off the Gladiators. Well, that's it. And oh. Miss England is currently, I think, going out with him. And she had, a t- she had a text, a saucy text, apparently, from the Gladiator Tornado... You're like, I'm speaking like it's written in the sun. Yeah, yeah. And she showed it to uh, Miss England and she got very upset. So they had this fight and uh, apparently she's um, had to relinquish her crown. Or she says she's given up her crown to concentrate on clearing her name. <laughs> I love the way they always talk about their crowns. Because uh, uh, I was talking about Miss World. I said, yeah, I, think, I think her reign is coming to an end. We all accept that they're some sort of mon- monarch-type figures. Yeah. So w- she's going to spend how long clearing her name? Well, apparently it's a career, clearing oh, your name. Well, that's what she's spending all her you, time doing. Usually God, people dear. say they're going to leave their career a bit to spend more time with their children. <laughs> but it's like someone who has to leave their job because they're being prosecuted, saying, I'm leaving my job to spend more time with the courts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, think, I don't think it's gone to court. No, no. It's interesting well, it though because that that fight outside the Queen's Head in Albury was about um, a, an ex-boyfriend and a current thing. Oh, so, never fight over a man. No, 
Although I'd like to have seen um, our Queen of Hearts, Princess Diana, and Camilla <laughs> re- really going for it over Prince Charles. That would have been mm. fabulous. Have you ever had any women fighting over you? Physically fighting? Um, no. Not that I can think of. <laughs> I've had women fighting over me in that I, I lay on my back and they fought over me in, in wrestling garb. Oh, but that was, uh, that was for an exhibition that I was at in the, in the Far East. Um, so um, thank you uh, all very much for listening. Uh, we love you very much. And um, good day to you. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.